Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Lexi's Just Curious. And today I have got with me Declan. What's up, people? Okay, um, I've got DJ Sese and DJ Cast Baby. <laughs> ba- is it DJ <laughs> Cast Baby, DJ Cast Baby, baby. or DJ Cast Baby? baby, baby. <laughs> Okay, so basically, you two are the biggest DJs in Uganda right now, and we've been through an interesting transition this past, should I say two years? (laughs) So, my first question is, what did your folks say when you told them you were going to be a DJ, or you wanted to be a DJ? Let's just say, go first. My my guys didn't take it too well, they didn't take it, but... I think it was after my mom attended the first, she attended the AKA show I did and she saw what I was doing and saw how the crowd reacted. It was at that point that she was like, you know what, I'm going to support you in this. Yeah. You were in school? No, this was after I graduated. Were you working by then? By the time you had got the gig or you just... I was working, I was working. So I was always shadowing. I was, what would happen is that I would go to school, uni, DJ on the side, but quietly. That's why I use Sese, because daily, as no one's going to, you know. And after work, I met Malembe guys who more or less gave me this gig, because they had no one. And yeah, it just more or less happened like that. What about you? Well, my dad was a musician, even before I ever thought about DJing. He was a guitarist, so I always had that love for music. And my mom, she found out later, I was in campus, I was in UCU, and a cousin of mine took a video of me DJing. (laughs) Yeah, so she was like, what's this? (laughs) But anyway, I explained to her, it's it's, some some pocket money word. She was cool with that, as long as it didn't disrupt my studies. And after that, uh, she started hearing my name a lot. I started getting famous, and she's like, "Seems you're really good at this." So she, 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 it grew on her that that it's a cool thing to do. So how has the transition been from pre-COVID? Your careers before COVID. What happened during COVID, and what's going on now with you guys? So things were actually great for me personally. I was on a I coming up, Cass helped me through that door, Cass, Simple Caesar got me through that door and things were actually coming, coming together. I just want to pause and say, you DJs as a union, you guys support each other instead of competing against each other, you guys, you like, you, you guys uplift each other, I love the love you guys show for each other, you post each other's events, like you guys are coming up and I think that's very important, instead of working against each other, work together work and build. Together. There's enough for everyone to eat. And it's where people take us more seriously now as DJs. No petty beefs online. Hey! So how was um, pre-COVID also for you? It was tight. It was hard. It's uh, No, pre-COVID, before we went into lockdown, how was... Oh, I was... Yeah. Peak. I remember you used to tell me you only didn't work on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, Mondays. Actually, only Mondays. Yeah, so... I was good. I was in a great place. This whole sh- yeah. Then lockdown happened. Sh- what happened? happened? Yeah, and uh, it just completely downhill for everyone, but then more for us because it has prolonged into this time when everyone has moved on, but then we are still limited by 
Yeah, the entertainment industry. You know what's... Coffee and all this stuff. You know what's really sad is I've met different people from different sectors, business sectors and NGO sectors, who are very frustrated by the restrictions. I visited a disabled people's home last week, two weeks ago, and... I spoke to them, I was like, do you get support? Do you what? They'll tell you, yeah, local leaders come here. They, they visit, they promise things and they disappear on us. During COVID, they had to send people away, kids back to their homes, kids who, who, whose parents have stigmatized them and don't want them. They had to send these kids back. And then they started raising, they'd raise money from, they had people who, they started raising money again. And then what they did is they did a program where they would give relief food to families with disabled kids and tried to bring some of the disabled kids back from their homes, those who were able to go home. And they found even more disabled kids. They found one lock who had been locked in like a, a metal tent thing, like a little hut thing for the, for the first 17 years in his life. Like they, they told him, yeah, we, they told them, yeah, we have a special needs, we have a special needs kid. Give us the food. They're like, no, we're not giving you food till we see the kid. They went and found this kid had been locked in there for 17 years. And I met him. He's just very quiet and he's just, but they had to force the parents to give them the kid. They had to say, give us this kid. Let's go take care of him. Because you know, you can't just take people's kids. You have to sign a consent form. So now he's with them. He eats well. He's been trained. And he'll tell, like he has side effects. Like I remember they were telling us if he doesn't eat, he'll attack someone. Can you imagine? Because he, he lived in a, you can think about the mental approach. You're locked in a room for 17 like years. An like an animal. And People forget or remember to feed you or feed you when they please. So imagine you get hungry and, you know, you just take it out. Like, it was so... Yeah. During lockdown, how did you... How did you guys survive? <laughs> um, man, I don't even know, man. It, time just went by, that's the truth. But lockdown was one of the shittiest moments in my life. I think for the first five months... For the first five five months, we had issues. We had five months. We had issues. I had issues trying to decide. Okay, what am I going to do now if they don't open up? See, because you're no longer making money. Your savings are getting depleted. So you have to look elsewhere. Were you still going for your nine to five? You remember? I remember. You no, said. but before COVID, I had quit. I had not quit. My contract had run out. So and so you had the really, DJ, and you had the DJ money. Yeah, so you so, were like, yeah, I was like, no, let me do that. Let me do this for. Let me do this. And then that happened. So I had to go back. Yeah. I was just home. <laughs> <laughs> I was home full time every day, every second of every day. I was even a coward. I was scared of the virus. I remember. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I refused you. guys to visit me. I, I used to see Sese, by the way. Do you know, I used to bump into Sese. I didn't even know we lived in the same. Because I would go lockdown. I really got yeah, into fitness. Did. So I'd bump into him jogging, me going up the road. Hi, mm. hi, don't touch me. Bye. <laughs> so so i just went into gaming i just went to online gaming and yes and i went hard into it like i'm still going hard because it's not really open it's yet. not really open yet so um, um, that's my so post escape <laughs> so post covid there were weddings did the okay i'm saying okay post lockdown, post lockdown. there were weddings yeah that, that was the only one but it was, it was <laughs> that was the only one that's literally Two gigs in a month. In a month. I thought people, Imagine but, from working five nights a week 
to work in twice in a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, this, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, express yourself. That's some stuff. That's some stuff. That's some bad stuff. Yeah, from you five, don't, six you nights don't a week to just were you one also day. Five, were you five, six nights a week as well? Yeah, I had Tuesday to Sunday. I had Tuesday to Sunday, but the thing is, I cut it down towards towards the beginning of the year. I had to cut some out because you need to rest. I wasn't resting enough. So I met you on Sunday, and I remember you yeah. saying, DJ Sasa said, I will play in Balas for free at this point. <laughs> like, I said for the first week. For the first week? Yeah, because... You know the you see for the small small gigs that we get where the where there are quite a bit of people. Yeah. That feeling of someone enjoying what you're doing is good, but that seeing a crowd recite because of what you're playing is that feeling is, is you'll never you'll unmatched. never get it's unmatched. So, how many people buy you drinks? <laughs> how many people like do you guys even spend money on alcohol yeah. when you play at these okay. events? We do. We do. We, we actually do. do. Have to even consider it as part of the yeah budget payment and budget and all the stuff. But uh, fans can buy you drinks. The place you're working can buy you drinks. You don't have to do it yourself. And tips? Tips. It depends on the gig. Depending where? Like where? Where where do the maddest tips come from? Let him go first. <laughs> So I, I I work with these muchachos guys. You've heard of them? Yes. These guys have their crowd. Hey guys, we are back, and Cass was telling us about the craziest where he'd get his craziest tips. Yeah, there's a there's a particular crowd that follows a particular. Brand. Brand, yeah. Um, What's the highest you've ever got? 300,000. From one person or in a night? One person. Damn. Like he kept throwing 20s. Imagine in 20s. Damn. Can you take me for I this? Played, I played one song. I swear I'll bring a pole. I'll bring a pole. And put my tip jar there. Man, we need to make money these days. We don't ask questions. <laughs> Okay, cool. Here to listen, I think. In school, in school, in high school, um I was people always called me fishy. <laughs> okay. And the reason is I used to talk to everybody. It's my nature, I can I can't feel to talk Oh you to are okay, you like, are fishy. I, I was that type of person. So people thought it fishy because they couldn't understand how someone can speak to everyone teachers guys in s6 you're in s1 the guard they mess they're like there's something up about him but the truth is i was just a friendly person so so in our geography class they come and say where do most fishermen come from (laughs) (laughs) that's how that's how. <laughs> what? This is such so, a cool origin story. So, DJ Cass, baby, the lady's favorite DJ, Mr. Steal Your Woman, blah, 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 blah. Just yeah. I like your tag, DJ Cass, baby. Pity ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Mine was, was simple. Um, Kasami is my surname. Uh, so, Cass comes from there. And then in high school, when I used to uh, play ball, I used to like 
I was a shooter, so I shot three pointers, and I'd be like, "Cass, baby." <laughs> and the, so it, it wasn't just, inspired by the ladies. Nothing, nothing about that. No, but the ladies love that. Shit that I did. So back to the. That's the important thing. The ladies bought it, so. So thank God. So back to the highest tip you have received. The highest tip. What are you at a wedding? From one person. One person. One event. From one person. Yeah. That was 500k. Yay. Where were you? Wedding? Bar? Atmosphere. Hey. Atmosphere. That atmosphere I met yeah, you at on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Highest. But it comes once in a while. You have to play really yeah. good music to get yeah. 500k. I saw you posted. I saw you posted while you were doing. Uh, there was this challenge on social media where they were going from the gasolina and to the that banana boy song. What's it called? Should I? 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 Expose them. The truth is that that video, the original video, it was okay. But what? No, it, it was basic. It was basic. That's, the <laughs> truth is, it was basic. It did rounds on social media. Yeah, but that's the thing. It only did rounds because of you see, what makes people dance, what makes people shout, is it the music or the song? It's how you bring in the song. The it's the transition. It's that is what gets people, because it's unexpected. Mm. You get. So what made that video get around is the fact that the people in the video were that happy. You get it. Gave it that thing, and we could understand that. What we, what I didn't. I can't speak for the rest of the DJs, but I know they feel the same way. Is that we didn't appreciate the fact that there are some people who have never gone out, who've never listened to any DJs here, saying that Ugandan DJs could never, and and I'm just like, bro. So I wasn't going to react until I, man. You had to show them. No, I didn't have to. It's okay. Bro. Okay, yeah. You so what have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's allowed, bro. I was playing so, at hideout and I just decided. I have know. a very like, I have a question. Have you ever? So you guys are behind the booth. Like you guys have. You guys see a lot sometimes, and yeah. eh, you guys have seen a lot. So, have you ever witnessed anything from behind the booth that you wish you could have stopped from happening? A few fights. You guys have seen fights. It's a nice night. People are drunk. What is the ugliest fight you've ever seen? There was always one with a woman involved, Pana, tended badly, yeah. bottle on the head. On whose, the man's head? Mm. You guys don't piss off Ugandan women. <laughs> don't piss off Ugandan women. <laughs> Cassio? Just um, a guy beating a chick. Damn. Yeah, hey. I was like, I wish I, but I, I found a bouncer and just, I got off the booth. I'm like, nope. I left the music alone and I went and found a bouncer and just, you know somebody i think i said it but we were having a conversation and we were talking about men how things men will fight over they won't fight over a man raping a woman or someone i don't know i don't go there no i'm going there i'm going there so there are two things men will fight about actually three one is one is if the person has stolen from them okay yeah yeah they will fight you if you've stolen from them. Two, it has to be a woman. Men will fight over women, owing them money, and stealing their things. 
right? Yeah, makes sense. Like that's the only reason a man will hold beef against you. But anything, like I feel like other things because I had I shot an episode with Thomas, and we were talking about how it's sad that we need more men to stand up against men who assault women because not a lot of men do that publicly and it's very it's it's only women just go online and you hear men just come and text you be like oh i saw what you said oh yeah that's i agree with you oh we don't do like yeah we need to stand up for you but they don't no one really speaks up and i think if you're going to implement change you need everybody on board to speak up yeah to speak up speak up for everyone so I have been told I have to wrap up because we have a drinking game to show. 